What's up, everyone? It's Joseph here, episode number three. I know it's been a couple episodes in a couple days, but uh, today is kind of special. Today was actually a request from someone that gave me some awesome feedback on episode number two. Also, it kind of coincides with uh, January 29th. It's uh, Bell Let's Talk Day. So uh, it's basically anyone, it's support for anyone with mental health. Um, it's it's a really good it's a really good cause um really supported by bell and they put a lot of money into it and at the end of the day we're just trying to end the stigma of mental health and one thing i want to say and one thing that's been said over and over and over again is to anyone listening to this that has mental health or who has experienced uh loss or whatever you're not alone there are tons and tons and tons and millions of people like you that have gone through the same things if you are struggling or if you are hurting reach out don't don't do it alone there's lots of support out there for all of us so today's podcast is basically going to be about coping with loss like anything to do with losing family friends jobs relationships um there's obviously there's going to be a little bit of talk of death um just on how to how to kind of be resilient towards that how to bounce back um there's a a doctor that I, I studied a while. Um, her name is uh, Dr. Michelle Roya Rad. Uh, she's a psychologist that um, that pioneered the seven steps for dealing with loss or grief. So I'm going to be going through that with you guys as well. I'm going to be pretty brief on them, but I'm going to bring in some real life experience from my side of things and how I kind of chose to to bounce back from it and and exercise my resilience um so before we get on to that again i just want to thank you all for that support this morning thank god i had the day off from work today because i've been answering my phone um just from all the feedback i've been getting from episode two and and it's just an amazing feeling there's people out there that are willing to listen um and give that kind of feedback uh constructive criticism it's just amazing and i just want to say thank you in episode two i also said that just again you don't have to be religious or whatever the case is just give thanks and yes i think i i'm thankful that i wake up healthy every day and i don't have too many challenges to deal with and i'm fortunate for that but i also want to thank the people that are in my life that that helped me build um on myself and help me get stronger every day and again thank you guys so much so we're just gonna get right up into it i did a little bit of prep today so i'm not going to be flying from the seat of my pants today uh we're going to start very simple the seven steps for dealing with loss all right step number one acknowledge and accept the feelings this is huge because a lot of people avoid suppress and repress feelings because they're uncomfortable talking about it they feel like they're going to be judged um, they don't know how to process it they might think it's the wrong time uh, they might think that there's psychological problems that they're having um, and and it creates barriers uh, in their mind and that's again it's not true it's and you shouldn't feel that way you, again you're not alone um, number two is start taking steps to fill the void and what that means is when you lose something of value to you there's usually an empty spot with you that craves your attention uh again it doesn't have to be in terms of death it could just be the the loss or absence of someone in your life that you were close to all right 
Number three, learn to grow from the loss. Every loss has a message. Whether the message is for you to be more loving and accepting, to learn to be resilient, to learn to adjust to what you cannot change, or to change something you can, it's you have to you have to start taking those steps. You need to learn to grow from the loss. And basically, the best way to paraphrase that is, um, you got to take the loss as a negative, but turn that into a positive and turn it into fuel. All right, and to, to turn it around. All right, another way to do it is step four is replace the negative feelings. The cognitive modification, so what that means, like the modification in your brain is a great tool to be used. Using statements that focus on looking at loss as something temporary. For example, that was a rough period of my life, but I'll move forward. Self-talk, self-positive talk yourself. Yeah, this was a bad week. What am I going to do to make it better? How can I turn this around? How can I help myself? Because again, at the end of the day, only you can help yourself. Right? Step five, feel liberated and move forward. Yeah, it kind of seems a little silly to, to, to read that and to kind of take that in. Feel liberated. Do you? But it's true. You got to... You gotta again. It comes back to self-talk. You gotta, you gotta feel liberated. You gotta liberate yourself to to move on from those feelings. Again, it could be with death. It could be not with death, and and the loss and avoid of someone. But it's up to you. Do you see the pattern where we're getting at? Stick around. We we got two more two more steps. Number six. Learn to become more emotionally stable. This is a tough one for a lot of people, and it was a tough one for me too, and I'll, I'll tell you why. People are like, oh, I feel depressed, and then they have a friend that says, well, that's easy, just don't feel depressed. Well, thanks, bud. Like, I, I wish I could, right? But I can't. But if you're taking these steps in numerical order, right, and again, making that to-do list for yourself, and checking each one off, Becoming more emotionally stable should be an easy thing for you to do. Not so much easy, easy, but it should be easier. Sorry, let me correct myself. It should be easier for you to do because you're bringing yourself through this formula. And that's pretty much what it is. It's a seven step formula that you need to bring yourself through or maybe have a friend or someone that you trust to help you kind of go through it. Right. And you get the answers together or you can get the answers on your own. All right. Number seven. I know we spoke about in episode two about you don't have to have practice of faith or you don't have to believe in certain things. But the seventh step is start evaluating your faith, whether it is a religion, whether it is talking to the universe or just something to believe in, like positive energy and negative energy. Start evaluating it. Start recognizing what makes you feel better. What are things that make you feel better? Going for a walk, um, talking to a friend, petting your dog, your cat, um, <laughs> playing with your fish, <laughs> or, you know, just something that makes you happy, something that genuinely, genuinely makes you happy from the inside, something that makes your heart smile. I think that's the best way I can describe that. There were so many things when I was growing up that really made me happy, like playing hockey or hanging out with friends or going for coffees or going for long drives. 
um, it literally made my heart happy. Those are the things I love to do. And those are the things that I practice with self-care. Um, when you get older, things change as, as everything will, but find things that make you happy. All right. So those are the seven steps. Now, the first couple things I'm going to talk about is a little dark. Um, and it just, cause it has something it, it's, it pertains to death. All right. So in 2019, last year, uh, near the end of the year, my cousin, which actually happens to be my best friend, um, which is on my mom's side. So my mom's uncle, which is my cousin's father passed away. He, he was, he was getting sick, but he had all of his faculties and they had given him months. And then my parents went to go see him one day and they come home from the hospital and I get a phone call from my cousin, my, well, my cousin's sister. And she's like, my dad's gone out of nowhere. And it was just like, you feel like that person has been stripped from you. Now I'm fortunate enough to have my parents, but for my cousin to lose her father, like I can't imagine what she felt, but that is incredibly uh, like it's just so hard it is such a hard thing to do or a hard thing to to have happen to you and i'm sure you the people listening to this or you listening to this i'm sure you've gone through some some pain or you've lost somebody or but you have to be able to accept it all right it's one of the first couple steps you need to accept that's what happened is it fair no no, absolutely not. The people that have left us too soon is exactly what it is. They, they're, they were gone too soon. And you may think that it's just not fair. And for the most part, it isn't. Now, I mean, I was raised Catholic. So we had a Catholic ceremony. Our whole family's Catholic. And um, <laughs> we're sitting we're sitting at the, at the funeral. And this priest... Um, he said something that I will never forget. And, and you can, you can use the, not use this, but like you can look at it as a a Catholic way or a religious way. And the way I'm going to explain it is a religious way, but I'll also show you how you can do it in a non-religious way. So what he said was, don't be angry with God because he took him away from us, but rather give thanks that he had given us those times with our loved ones. So basically don't get mad because I mean, us as Catholics believe that God takes us because he needs us in his kingdom and in heaven. And he's got a better plan for us. We're on to bigger and better things. But if you want to look at it as the universe or we're, we're going on to a better place, don't be angry that that person is now gone. And don't be angry with life that that person is gone now, but rather be happy that you were able to spend that time with that person. Take that in because it's pretty important. And once I heard that, I was just like, I did feel at ease. Um, I felt a lot better when he said that. And it was more comforting because he was right. Yes. Losing someone sucks. Losing someone like a parent, devastating, heartbreaking, anything to describe the worst feeling ever. But why are you going to be angry? 
when you had all of those beautiful moments with that person that person is gonna have that spot in your mind and in your heart and in your soul for the rest of your life the lessons that you learn from that person you're gonna be passing on to maybe your friends or your people in your life or if you have kids or if you have nephews right like that's the legacy that's gonna live on at the end of the day it's inevitable we're not gonna be here forever right life is short we talked about Kobe we talked about people that are no longer with us life is short we get that make the most out of everything that you can all right so I mean we also I lost my grandmother last year too on my mom's side and uh, actually had a friend um, he was in Hamilton the guy was shot cold blood in his driveway and you know I took on a lot of negative feelings a lot of rage to the point where I was just like why are these people leaving me but it's not about me right it's about the greater picture whatever that means to you anyways I kind of want to move away from the dark stuff so that that was my part of or that was my my story of losing family now coping with loss with friends we all most of us have really good friends a lot of some of us have hundreds of friends and hundreds of followers and oh my god these people are my friends and yeah okay cool but do you have those close friends the ones that you can really really count on i mean i did growing up i had really close friends i had this one best friend that him and i were were tight since grade seven we went to high school together we started driving together we did everything together and then slowly over the last couple years things started deteriorating because our lives were a little bit different but i mean don't get me wrong the person did some pretty shitty things to me but i always forgave them because it was like yeah you know what we're best friends we're this we're this and you're just totally blind because you've trusted this person for so long that even though they did something really crappy you were willing to forgive them right because that's what we do we 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 forgive and we forget we move forward and uh everything is sunshine and rainbows again right wrong do not let negative people dictate how you feel and how you live your life this person was and i know the word toxic is a big word this year but this person was literally toxic always in a bad mood always in this like i tried doing everything in my power to to help him um to help him with his his challenges he he had challenges and um after a while it was just like enough is enough enough is enough i cannot take the abuse of your negativity because it's just bringing me down and it starts messing with your mental health it starts messing with your brain to the point where i was just like i can't i i can't partake in this anymore and you know what i felt bad for the first couple weeks and then the first month and i'm like man i was kind of mean about it i was kind of Uh, dismissive about it and then I found myself apologizing like 
not to the person, I stood my ground, but I was kind of apologizing, saying like, I should have done it better. I'm sorry, I don't need to apologize to anybody if I am cutting somebody off because they are bad for me. You should not have to apologize to nobody, to anybody. You are number one. You need to love yourself because no one else has your back like you've got your back. And that's why mental health is so important these days is because there's a lot of judgment. There's a lot of fakeness out there. There's a lot of people that compare themselves to people that you shouldn't compare yourself to anybody. You're you. You're beautiful. You have an amazing personality. And there's a reason why you have the friends you have is because you attract people that you are alike with. Right? Um, And that's why it's important to surround yourself with positive people, people that really care about you, people that actually love you. And and that was a a big thing for me too. Uh, Side note was I have... I have girlfriends, but I mean, not dating girlfriends, but friends that I grew up with that are girls. And I used to say, I love you to them. And they said it back because we genuinely loved each other. We would do anything for each other. But then all this jealousy with girlfriends and Instagram and Facebook and all this other shit came about. And it was just like, I had to feel bad for saying, I love you to my best friend. And it was just like, I shouldn't have to. I shouldn't have to like jealousy kills. And if you have a partner, boyfriend, girlfriend that is constantly jealous with the people that you're around, it's only a a recipe for disaster. It is not healthy and it's just going to cause fights. It's going to cause havoc in your relationship. And then sure enough, soon, sooner than later, things are just going to go south. And you got to end things, which is not cool. So talked about family, talked about friends, um, dealing with loss in a job. This is a big one. (laughs) Um, so the reason I'm laughing is because I am 33 years old. I have had, I'm almost embarrassed to say this, but I've had over 38, 39 jobs. I'm pretty sure if I actually counted, and I did at one point, and I think it was at 35, but I've had a couple more since then. I've had a lot of jobs. I started off working at Wendy's, flipping burgers, and then landscaping, and then the financial industry, and and foreign exchange trading, and I've done everything. So this is my joke. I've done everything besides become a male stripper. Realistically, not for me. But anyways, I've been fired no shame in that. Sometimes you're just not a proper fit. And I kind of want to bridge this to friends too. Sometimes you got to fire quote unquote air quotes here. Sometimes you have to fire your friends or sometimes you just got to let them go, right? You got to part ways because it's not a good fit. So yeah, I've been fired. I've been fired for stupid things. Like, um, we don't need to talk about them right now, (laughs) but I've been fired for stupid things. I've been fired because of cutbacks. I've been fired because there was no budget in, in, well, there was no budget. So a bunch of us got axed. And then again, I've also quit a lot of jobs too, because it was not the right fit for me. 
again, I will not apologize because it was not a right fit for me. Now, with that being said, I did get a lot of experience. I did. I can lay my own sod. I can fix my own drywall and plumb my own pipes. And I'm not going to touch electricity. Um, that's not, that's not, no, 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 no. That's not for me. But I can do a lot of things. I have a lot of experience and, and life has taught me a lot of things with those, with those jobs. But if you get fired from a job and they want to blame it on performance, are you really going to beat yourself up for it? You can, you can say, well, what can I do better for my next job or whatever the case is? Give me some feedback. And you have every right to ask that. And if they tell you, they tell you. If not, ask yourself the questions, what could I have done better? There's always going to be jobs out there. There's always going to be careers out there. I thought that I was at 27 years old and I'm like, you know what? I don't know what I'm going to do. Like, what do I love to do? And I'm like, I love to help people. And then 27 years old, I put myself back into school for child and youth work and graduated three years later with an advanced diploma. So, you know, I have that cognitive therapy um, thing, like that diploma. I have a lot of knowledge within depression, anxiety, mental health, um, autism, all that kind of stuff. But it's never too late. 27 okay it's it's young still but I mean I know people that have gone back to school in their 40s perfect example my father my father used to drive the go transit bus years ago and he made you know what he made good money but it's not what he wanted to do so here's my dad and my mom my dad's got full-time job with go transit my mom's in the financial industry two kids And my dad's like, I do not want to be a bus driver anymore. I want to become a homeopathic doctor. And the guy did it. Not only did he do it, he did it on nights. He still worked go transit for the money, obviously. But he used to go to school at nights. He went to school on the weekends. He did everything in his power to, to graduate. And he did. He was in his late 30s, early 40s. It's never too late. To, to decide to make a change to do what you love to do. So yeah, losing a job, coping with the loss of a job, yeah, it sucks. But that is a learning moment. You can be mad at the world. You can be mad at your boss that, that fires you. And you, can, and you can curse them to the high heavens. But is that going to make you feel better? Probably, maybe at first. But there's going to be a point where you're just like, you know what, enough is enough. Like, I need to figure out what I got to do. Why did I lose that job? Okay, they said my performance. What was it about my performance? And you start dissecting it and dissect it and dissect it. And then don't just dissect it. Start building it up. Okay, I didn't do this properly, but I know how to move on. I know how to move forward from it. Excuse me. (coughs) I know how to move forward from it and build it up. My final point is relationships. Loss of a relationship. In episode two, I kind of opened up about my relationship that I ended in 2019. And, you know, how you miss someone and and all this other thing and how it was my fault. I dissected my relationship quite a bit. 
And that's how I was able to talk to you guys and say, you know what? I was wrong. It was the fact that I hated myself or I, I didn't feel great about myself. And But you know what? It changed, right? I, I have a better routine. I have a new routine. I, I, I'm doing better for myself, which makes me feel better, which in turn, like, you have a new light, right? Now I know how to bounce back from feeling that way. It's always learning. You're always moving forward. You're, you're very resilient. And that's what we are. We are very resilient people. We have the ability to bounce back from anything. Sometimes to, to keep me in check, I'll go watch the worst videos on YouTube. Amputees. I know that sounds weird, but give me a second. I'm talking about like war heroes that had a leg blown off. And then they're lifting weights and they and they have those sh shirts. What's your excuse? It's true. What's your excuse not to move forward? These guys have no legs and they're power lifting hundreds of pounds. These kids have no arms, but yet they're swimming. People are not healthy in terms of having their limbs or even some mental health uh, challenges. Or even people that are are living with autism they have full-time jobs or uh, down syndrome Asperger's there's there's so many people that just decided to say I am not gonna let this define me I am not gonna let this mental health define me I am not gonna let this physical ailment define me I am not gonna let this um, down syndrome define me I am gonna do something with it so realistically what's your excuse oh, I don't want to get out of bed I feel depressed yeah it happens we do get depressed but you only have the power to get yourself out of bed and make that first step now I mean I'm kind of an emotional guy I'm not gonna lie about it and uh, sometimes I'll even watch videos on YouTube of people taking their first steps out of uh, rehab, uh, like out of a wheelchair kind of thing. You know, when they grab the bars on both sides and they, they take that first step and everyone's like, oh my God, you start tearing up. Yeah, that chokes me. Like that pulls, that pulls on my heart. And the reason why is because these people were told that they would never walk again and they would not accept no for an answer. No, you're telling me I can't walk? That is not good. I'm sorry. That is giving me fuel to walk. And then you finally, you hear their story, you see their story, and then they get help out of the wheelchair, they grab that bar, and they take their first step. That's, that's just truly amazing. Why can't you get out of bed? You can you can. Is it easy? No, it's not always easy, but you can do it. You can definitely take that first step out of bed. Make your bed, get washed, get dressed, do your thing, get ready. You can do it. So experiencing loss and grief and take the seven steps if you have to. And if you do not feel better by the end of the second or after the seven steps, do it again and then do it again 
and do it again until you don't need it anymore. You control you. Other people's words, what they say, their body language towards you does not define you. You will overcome the battle that you are fighting. In one way or another, if you believe that you're going to overcome it, you are going to overcome it. One last story I want to share with you before I sign off. We're getting to the half hour mark. I'm going to try and keep these half hour. One of my really good friends, her father was diagnosed or her stepfather was diagnosed with pancreatic cancer. For those that don't know, pancreatic cancer is one of the ones you cannot beat. Uncurable. So, you know, when they got the news, they were the the family was devastated and and um and this man like he I look up to him because he's just like, you know what? All right. That's cool. I got this. But I'm also a fighter. I'm going to beat the shit out of this thing. And I kind of get worked up talking about it, but Anyways, so when, when you do chemotherapy, when you do all these kinds of cancer treatments and stuff like that, at the end of your chemo or at the end of the treatment, they have this little bell. And basically what the bell signifies is that you're done your chemo, you're pretty much in remission. You've, it's kind of like a small signal that, or a small, yeah, a small signal that you have beaten it for the most part. Like, you know, like it's giving you hope that, you know what, you got this, keep it on track. You got this. A lot of people with pancreatic cancer, unfortunately, do not get to ring that bell. So this man has been doing chemo and uh, this guy's got an appetite. <laughs> like This guy has an appetite. When you do chemo, you don't have an appetite. You shave your head, you lose your hair. You're like There's so many negative things that happen with your body. Uh, you lose your appetite. This guy has a full appetite. And when he does chemo, he's got twice the appetite. Now, don't get me wrong. He's been taking a lot of natural supplements and uh, natural shakes. and But regardless of the chemo and the, the pairing of these natural, um, these natural supplements, he is beating the shit out of cancer. Pancreatic cancer. This guy is scheduled to ring the bell in a couple weeks from now. <laughs> I'm laughing because I don't want to. I don't want to cry, but like, he's gonna ring the bell because he believed that he can beat it. He didn't say, "Well, shit, I guess it's got me. Let's just wait until I gotta go casket shopping." No, 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 no. I'm gonna beat it. And he is doing it. And I like, I am so proud of this guy. Like, I can't wait to see him ring that bell because I'm going to be there that day. And it's going to be amazing. So what's your excuse? You're laying in bed. You feel like crap. We can do this. If you need an extra hand, call out. If you need an extra hand, if you have my number, call me, call me. I will help as much as I can. And if I can't, I will find someone that can, but you reaching out is taking the first step is admitting, you know what? I can use help. And there's nothing wrong with that because again, 
you're not alone. We all have some form of mental health. We all have some form of depression. We've all have some form of whatever it is. But you know what? Everyone does too. And there are systems in place. There are supports in place. Just reach out. There's no shame in it. No shame in it whatsoever. So again, you're not alone. Uh, if you need to reach out, you got the Bell Let's Talk. Um, tomorrow's Bell Let's Talk Day, so it's January 29th. And uh, I'm going to be wrapping it up. So again, everyone, guys, girls, thank you so much for the support and the love that uh, you guys have been sharing with me. Um, let me know how I'm doing. And um, until next one, have a great one, guys. Talk to you soon. Bye now.